Ooh, we are officially recording now, so the podcast is going. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze the characteristics, strategies, and success stories of entrepreneurs, investors, high achievers, so that we can learn from their mistakes and be inspired by their victories and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate investor and entrepreneur. And I am on a mission to become a multimillionaire before the age of 30 so that I can teach that to others as well. Today, my guest is a friend of mine who I am extremely fortunate to know. I'm extremely blessed to know. This man actually came to this country later on in life. He taught himself English. He has been rising up through the ranks as an entrepreneur, as a real estate investor. He like His story is actually one that's amazing. I'm not going to tell it because I'm actually going to have him tell it, but he and I spoke um, a few months back. He actually came through to my house back when I was in New York. He stayed at my house. And that first night he was over, we stayed up the whole night talking and like I was getting to know his story about his history, about his upbringing, about just everything and i was like holy crap man like we need to share your story with the world because it is absolutely inspiring so today my guest is mamadou diallo and we're going to be diving into your story bro like i want to introduce you to welcome you to the show man thank you thank you man you may want to spell my name for your audience (laughs) yeah bro so check it out his name is spelled mamadou like m-a-m-a like mama do d-o-u and his last name is d-i-a-l-l-o how do i pronounce your last name is diallo right diallo yeah diallo, like it, yeah you would pro- normally it's jello but most people won't be able to, so it's diallo in english that to say but th- that's that's the first question i get every time i give my name is like mama what <laughs> yo bro it's a it's a unique name it's a very cool name but yeah. check this out right mama dude what i want to do is i actually want to dive in because you've been crushing it in the real estate space. You've been like, really for the last few months, especially you've been killing it. You've been JVing with people. You've been helping them get their deals. You've been helping homeowners sell problematic properties. You've been wrapping deals, creative finance, cash deals, wholesale. You've been doing all of that, which is cool. And we're going to get into that. However, I want the purpose of this show is I love to introduce people to the mindset that these entrepreneurs have, the mindset that people like yourself have, where they're able to see what you're doing on social media. We can follow your story very well on social media. I want to know like what type of person you had to become, where you started and who you had to become. So Mamadou, what I want to do is you're cool with it. I actually want to jump back into your childhood because you have a very interesting childhood, bro. (laughs) Like I want to go way back and I want you to share with us a little bit like, you know, where you were coming up, like how you were raised and how you were brought up um where do, let me start from the start so uh <laughs> i'm from a country called guinea so it's west africa and i uh left that country when i was so my mom passed away when i was almost eight or i was eight i uh, can't fully remember i just have snapshots of it um but i left i think probably one year later um i left the family and i was sent my dad sent me for a better education education to uh, another African country called Ivory Coast. Uh, I went to Ivory Coast for a while. And then in Ivory Coast, what happened is a a political war, you know, broke out back in 2002, 2000. Yeah, it was 2002. 
and it was it was really bad it was really bad people you know it was a civil war people getting killed and all that fun stuff so not fun stuff all that crazy <laughs> stuff um and so we left the country we left the country um i was probably 12 mm-hmm. 13 um you know uh went to uh belgium as refugees and um there in belgium i was sent to a refugee camp at 12 and uh, a refugee camp for most people here in the u.s i noticed don't know what a refugee camp really is so it's not it's not a foster care it's really not a foster care a refugee camp is basically you come to the country and they take you to this big office and they say tell me your story tell them your story they write it down and I remember because I didn't even know how to like properly read and stuff. So what they'll do is after they hear your story, like, why are you in the country? What do you want? Right. All that fun stuff. You explain it. Then they need to check and see if there is any space for you in any refugee camp because it's so packed. Right. Mm-hmm. You have kids that are coming from Afghanistan, Rwanda, all those uh, war zones. Right. And so. When I explained it, they checked and they sent me, they gave me a map to like to go take the train. Right. They gave me a map and a train ticket, go take the train and, and figure it out to find, to go to the, the camp that they found this uh, place for me. My first time seeing a map, my first time seeing what a train is. Bro, you can only imagine. I couldn't even read. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost and everything. So I was sent. So a refugee camp is basically just where they take you and then you stay there till they decide to give you the citizenship, right? When you're underage until the age of 18, either they give you the citizenship or if they decide not, then they can deport you back <laughs> back home or whatever, right? But if you're from a war country and all that fun stuff, so they'll send you there and then they have, um, it's, dude, it literally look like a jail cell. Wow. You have like the gates, you know, those green gates, yep. uh, those type of gates, you get in, you're not really a name. You're basically a number on a batch. So they give you like a batch, you have a number. And then they just put you in a room with like a bunch of kids that is your age from all different countries of the world. You guys just grow up there. You can get out from 9 to like 6, 7 p.m. You can go do whatever you want. You raise yourself, basically. You just have people working there to help you guys throughout the day, but nobody's really raising you. You're raising yourself. So you can do whatever you want. As long as you show up in school, you're good, right? You show up in school, you show up on time for eating because the meals is like, if I remember three times a day in mm-hmm. specific times. And so, dude, yeah, you go there and you, they're like, this is a new life. And uh, you meet all these people and it was, that's it. That's, 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 that's where I, I spent uh, most of my childhood till I was 16 and a half, then went and lived by myself. So let's let's look at this for a second, right? Because like that's a lot to unpack, man. Because you're right, like in the states, man, like refugee camps, like that's not something that's normally like a part yeah. of our childhood, right? Like so to think, like wow, you're that young, you're pretty much like on your own. You know, they have like something of like a school system, more of like an attendance system to kind of bring you in. You sit there. They've got kids coming from all different parts of the world, speaking all different languages. Yes. All of them, like, just it's really hard to have any sort of structure, right? Like you can't really. It's a lot tougher to build there. Yeah. And you find yourself in there without any family inside this place either. Right? Yeah, alone. Yeah, I was, I was alone. And uh, that became my new family. So the first time that I went there, I, I was, it was funny. So I was the, probably one of the only child that came from a French country. When I say French country, meaning an African country, well, the, like the national language 
first national language is French. Mm -hmm. So I spoke a little bit of French and everybody else is English. And then in Belgium, so to speak, three different languages, you have Netherlands, you have Dutch and you have uh, French, right? It's three different languages. And so I went to that part that they sent me is a Netherlands area, right? So it's a different language. So you have the people that speak that, the people that speak English. That. So I was the only one that speak French, dude. And so I couldn't talk to nobody when I first came. I was that quiet kid crying. Why was I here? My family, like, because my family got dispersed after my mom passed away. She passed away. We were all really, really young. Even her, she passed away. She was really young, to be honest with you. And so we got split, right? We got split. My fam- my dad got a lot of kids. <laughs> you know, he has a big family. Um, and so um, that that's where I, t- I had to teach myself English. Bro, and this was insane. Like when I found out you taught yourself English, I was like, "Wait, what?" And then yeah. when I how you taught yourself English, I couldn't. I couldn't communicate with anybody. Yep. Right. So I had to teach myself English. And so, um, what I started doing, the first word that I actually learned in English is um, "eat too much." Like, it's not a word, but it's like whole sentence. Mm-hmm. But it's this guy from Tibet, and uh, like I eat a lot since I'm since I was a kid. And so he's he used to do this. You eat a lot. You. <laughs> Yo, Mamadou, we lost your audio. We lost your, I think your, your microphone. Can you hear me now? There we go. You're back. Okay. So he, he was like, you eat a lot. You eat a lot. And I'm like, what is eat a lot? But I, I could see his gesture, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I think I understand. And then I told him to, 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 told it to him. I tell it to him in French. And we started trading off like that a little bit. And then what I started doing is that's how I started falling in love with music. Actually, I decided, you know what? I want to understand what I'm listening to. So I started printing out Tupac's lyrics, Fitzsense <laughs> lyrics, and I started translating it. And what I used to do, like on my wall in my room, every single day, I would translate four sentences, nothing more than four, because I knew that's something I could chew and, and like practice, right? And so that's what I would do. And that's how I started learning English. And now I started understanding the music that I'm listening to. And I would practice my tongue when I'm listening to the music. Like when I'm listening to Tupac, I'm repeating because I'm trying to understand the slang. And I like there was a lot of Nigerians when I was at that refugee camp and I didn't want to have their accent. They have a really thick accent if you know any Nigerian. And so I didn't want to have that. So I was like, no, because I was like, no, I don't want to have that. And so I was practicing as I'm listening, I'm practicing my tongue. And so even the people from that I uh, grew up with in the refugee camp until now, they're so surprised. How did I get my accent? Because they uh, remember when I came. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting, right? Because I like what you said too, right? That you were, as you were teaching yourself this English, right? Because the first time you told me that you taught yourself English by actually printing out the lyrics of rap yeah. songs and then learning it, what was surprising was you said you would learn it, you know, just a few lines at a time a few lines at like a day which that showed something there because like even later on like as you stepped into real estate you and i used to talk about this like when we were working on sales training and our yeah. sales skills and our ability to pitch terms and things of that nature how you said like you would practice real estate the same way you would practice learning english yeah. mm-hmm. and i was just like mama dude you are a very <laughs> intentional human being like you are a methodical human being that's capable of building piece by piece brick by brick and that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't have the ability, or I shouldn't say don't have the ability, but they don't show the ability of being able to do right. that with a world nowadays that's a little bit more instant gratification. So you 
and Nick, I, I just want to make sure people get like the full story of you, man, because like it's a really interesting story. At, like 12, yeah. you go into the refugee camp at 16, 16 and a half or so, you pull yourself out of it. And where did you go? Like, how did you eventually get from like refugee camp to coming stateside? Like, because that's a big transition, <laughs> man. Yeah. So my, my family has been here for when we got split, some of my family actually came to the U.S. So some of my older brothers been here for a while. So I, I started traveling here back and forth when I like later in life, around like the age of 19, 20, mm-hmm. travel back and forth. Um, and the difference that I noticed here in the U.S. and Europe is the difference in opportunities. Now, if you're here, you don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> as an, I'm talking about as an entrepreneur, if you have the hustle, if you have, have the grind, this is the best country on earth to be. I don't care what nobody says. Yo, right? Let's go. I agree. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I would travel back and forth. And I noticed the difference, even like my friends in Europe and some of the youth here, like the conversation is different. The goals, like the goals that people have over here, bro, you can sit down, look at uh money mindset coffee that we have. You have the, um, the affirmations that we say right and then you have these big goals like for example you right now you have these goals of reaching you know billions right 28 billion people right so in europe is not something that a lot of people because just because of the how the social structure is and stuff like people are so complacent and um over there is like if you're making you know maybe 40 50k a year like it's it's all in the um appearance oftentimes and so it's rare you're going to hear a lot of people, at least from what I, I've, I've seen, a lot of youth that have a lot of big dreams. And that's because it's so limited and everybody's so, um, how would you call it? Like, like in Belgium, for example, like I said, they speak three different languages, right? So it's three different uh, areas, essentially. So if you want to get, get along with all of them, you have to speak both three different languages. So where I used to work, I would transition from customer to customer. I would switch languages right but is everybody like me you know what i mean like is there's there's not so i noticed the difference when i was coming here i was like there's something special about this country which i didn't know what but i knew like i would at the right time i'm out and i'm coming here and it's because to be honest with you uh, i think maybe the way i grew up and my dad my dad instilled a lot of stuff in us from a really really young age um he like my dad is the reason why I was able at that age to go and learn English by myself the way I did, because he started teaching us, I don't know the exact age, but I think around like four or five, how to read like very complicated books. One is the Quran because we're Muslim. So we study the Quran. So my dad used to force me to read the hardest chapters of the Quran and teach them to people that are older than me. Right. And so when I went to Belgium, I was way mature than a kid that has, you know, that is a 12 year old, to be honest with you. So that's why I was able. So my, my dad is really, I have to, I have to give him a shout out of that. He, he planted those seeds. So for me, I think with that, and then growing up alone with all these different, like people from different countries, I think he molded me, right? At first I was angry. Why am I growing up alone? It was a lot of anger in me. But then, you know, um, now when I look back, I'm like, actually, that journey is what built me. So now I use it as a strength. And I think my entrepreneurship just comes from 
one my dad i've never seen my dad work by the way he's always been in africa but actually my dad used to live off of cash flow funny enough like every time he made 10 10 cents he would buy land or he would build something and just sit on it every time my dad wants something he would literally just sell a piece of land <laughs> but i've never seen my dad work all right and so um i think my entrepreneurship so i always do that i always try to do something even when I, i've never been satisfied with a nine to five my brothers know i've never kept a job more than two years always trying to do something and so it, it, that's what i say like most entrepreneurs we start by being a jack of all trades until we find that one thing and for me you know i started few things that i tried outside of my nine five in belgium just didn't work out i tried wrapping cars getting into the wedding hall renting business didn't work out but dude as i come to the u.s the more i come especially when i got around like 20 over my 20s then i started like really you know what i mean and then i would talk to my brothers here and i was like no this is where i need to be I knew this is where I need to be. I don't know in what, but I knew this is where I need to be just because of the entrepreneur side of things. Um, and at my job, you know, it's funny. If you call my job right now where I used to live, where I used to work, they will tell you Mamadou is always talking about going to the U.S. and starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, so, dude, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. I think it comes from the foundation that my, da- my dad g- gave us all. Like, he did a great job at that. And then secondly, it comes from my journey that I've been through, uh, bro. It's just, you know, um, learning to raise, raise myself, became a man. Nobody will tell me what to do and not to have to figure things out. I would talk to my dad all the time. I would talk to my brothers all the time. They'll give me advice. But ultimately, when that phone is off, I'm by myself. So I've learned to be, um, I, I guess, too. So I think that's, what, that's where it comes from. I cannot wake up and work for some. I have to work on my own dream. It's just not, you know. Bro. I, I love that, man. And there's so much to unpack there because like, you know, it really is like your, your story is, you know, insane. First off, I love, like, it's rare that I get to have a guest on this show, Mamadou, that has experienced multiple cultures. A lot of my guests are U.S. based. They're born and raised here and they haven't experienced culture outside of this country. Right. right. Even when they go and visit, you know, they're at a resort, they're staying with friends, but they haven't lived in another space for an extended period of time to really absorb the culture and you recognize the difference in opportunity, the abundance right. of opportunities that exist here. Whereas right. again, like some of the native borns, they just don't see it for sake of, you know, they're too close to it. They've, it's always been there. You know, when things are always readily available, wow. you have a different appreciation for it. So it's interesting, man, because my family is Caribbean and my mom used to remind me that all the time. She's like, yo, you're not black. You're Caribbean. And I like. I didn't understand what she was trying to say to me back then, but then it started to make more sense as I got right. a little bit older. You yeah. know, recognizing that, like, hey, we came here to do more, so don't get comfortable, yeah. don't yeah. sit around. Yeah. And the fact that you said, you know, essentially your your father laid a good foundation actually for you by having you read, having you like read tough books, right? And then not only read them, but like read them for comprehension so much so that you were teaching other people because a part of what you do now is like while you run your real estate business, you actually, you teach, man, you're an educator, you're a speaker, you've put on events, you've come and spoken at our events in New York. Like you are absolutely an educator in all sense of the word. And it's funny, even like in sales, like being able to educate your client, be able to educate the person on the other side of the telephone, on the other side of the transaction is a part of providing that service and value. So it's cool to see that you had a foundation in that from young. 
And as you came over here, you know, you continue to grow that. So what I actually want to do is I actually want to dive in a little bit to like, you know, showing an example of your hustle, because like you said, you tried multiple things, right? You came in here, right? You tried the wedding venues, you know, you, you had your hands in a couple different things and cars, auto, like you tried a little bit of everything, like true, true. Like that's Jamaican, that's African, man. Like when, when we come out to these countries, like we, we try a little bit of everything Um, and not nothing worked right away. Right. Right. But you didn't stop. And actually, if I correct me from wrong, when you got into real estate, right, even in the beginning, that wasn't quite working right away as well, but you didn't stop. And, you know, even as I I love like the story about like your first deal and even like how you were like what you were doing for work (laughs) and how you got your first few deals and what you still continued to do for work. So let's jump into real estate for a little bit. Right. Like, tell me how you started, like as you're trying all these things. What brought you over to real estate, right? And as you shifted over and made that like kind of leap into like this new boat, this new vehicle of real estate, you know, I want to also hear what was it like with the the friends, the friends circle you had, like your family and your friends as you were making that transition and trying mm-hmm. this next entrepreneurial endeavor. Like, was it a whole hell of a lot of support? Like, yeah, mama dude, like, yo, let's go try <laughs> business number seven or like, Cause there's some people out there that are like, yo, my parents don't support my family doesn't support me. Right. And like, I want to know, did you have all the support in the world? Like what, what was it like moving into real estate? Yeah. I mean, um, dude, it was, it was wild. It was wild. So it was random. Right. Okay. I'll tell you this. I was at my nine to five actually in Belgium. I was, I had a government job and over two years ago because i was still, i was still working there so i was just doing back and forth because you cannot work remotely for that job right nope, and nope. so i was i was at my nine five and here's what i was looking for mama i was looking for a wedding hall to how can i get into it buy it and rent it out right so as as i'm at my lunch break at work at the office i go look online on google or whatever and just a random youtube video pop up about wholesaling. Now, remember, I told you, I've always, even after all these years that I learned English, I've always, one thing is, number one is for some reason, the first time I heard English, like I fell in love with the language for some reason, I'm telling you. And so ever since I always like read books, all my movies, everything I watch is in English. And so obviously, even though I'm there, I'm getting suggestions on videos of things usually happening here, right? And so I get this video from this guy from Baltimore, just a random quick video. Uh, he was on a radio show, very popular, I think, in New York. Um, I forgot his name. It's by Charlie God that is running that show. Oh, bro, you might have been talking about uh, like flipping NJ. Uh, no, is the is the black dude from Baltimore? The black dude from Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, it, I always I always draw a blank on his name to be honest with you. But he was on that show and he was talking about, I just saw, I just saw real estate. And I remember in Belgium, I did look into real estate. I couldn't find nobody, not in my circle, nobody other than those, what I didn't know back then, but they're actually listing agents that helped me found, find my first uh, wrapping garage. Right. And so one of my friends, uh, she's a, a really, really very smart lady from, uh, I think she's from Chad. I think if I'm not mistaken, we were really good friends, entrepreneur type. She was actually uh, people that live Belgium, people that are in Belgium, but live outside of Belgium 
that own assets, real estate in Belgium, she would actually manage it for them. And so she would rent it out and all that fun stuff. And I actually been to appointments with her to translate English for her. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't even know what she was doing. I just knew she's getting commissioned from doing that for people. But I was like, man, I'm interested in this field. Which, And then she would explain to me, but now that I understand the game, is really the only thing, she, what she was telling me, the only thing you can be here is a property manager. Oh, and wow. I did not know that at the time. And so I was looking, I was watching this video, dude, at my lunch break. And this guy kept talking about wholesaling. He kept talking about how he was in his mom's basement. And he flipped, he said, a piece of paper he put it on the contract and he sold the piece of paper and made i forgot how much but it was a number i've never heard i wouldn't even dream of it <laughs> i wouldn't even dream of it in belgium bro because at this point i'm making probably two 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 grand uh three grand no two, two grand like 2500 a month roughly right plus the bonus so in europe though bro i'm looking good like i can afford a starbucks all day long <laughs> right <laughs> and so and so I'm, I'm like what no way and so i i get into this rabbit hole of listening again and again it didn't click in my mind what he was talking about the only thing i retained in my head is you can put something on paper and sell the paper that's the only thing i retained i'm like i need to look into this bro that night i went back home after so i used to work from 5 a.m to up to like 2 30 or 3 p.m went back home <clears throat> got into got on youtube da, 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 da. and as i started watching now i started understanding what he's talking about and i'm like hey i'm gonna i'm going to do this i am going to do this and it's funny like my brother my one of my little brothers in marseille france marseille yeah. i went to visit him and i told him that that same month that i found this i'm excited in my soul but he doesn't, he doesn't, he has no clue what I'm talking about. Up to now, my brother had no clue what I'm talking about. And so when I explained to him, I was so excited. I was like, dude, I'm quitting my job in six months. And I'm going to, and I'm going to do this. He was like, what? Like a video you saw on YouTube? He's like, uh, I always knew you crazy, but I support you. Basically, that's what he told me. And I, dude, I, I quitted my job less than six months. Less than six months. And let me show you something. This is this is my this is right here, my one way ticket. Bro. That I took. Go. <laughs> to come here. I'm gonna frame it actually. To come here. And I came with the only plan to get into this thing where I'm gonna put something on paper and I'm gonna sell the paper. Right? So when I came here, dude, like I think two days later, I started lifting and driving. The first tip that I got from those videos is you do what is called driving for dollars. I retain that. Way, when, he says, when he says lifting, he means like driving lifts. Because some of y'all look at his <laughs> arms right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can tell you lift, bro. Like he, he means driving lift, like driving Uber, yeah, driving lift. Lift over, lift over, yeah. <laughs> and the reason I chose that is because I knew it would allow me to shut down the app anytime I want and do whatever I want. I don't, I don't have to answer to nobody, right? And so I came, I started lifting right away. Like I started lifting and I started driving for dollars, right? I would drop off somebody. Every time I would drop off somebody, I would drive around, look for houses, I'd drive around, look for houses. So, and then if, when I'm home, I'm looking at YouTube. Okay. What can I do next? What can I do next? What should I do? Then I learn about skip tracing, skip tracing, meaning, you know, you, you go and try to get the number once you get the properties and all that fun stuff. And my brothers here, they were like, dude, what the heck are you doing? Like, 
what are you doing? What are you talking? Like, how are you spending your days? Like, we feel like you're being lazy right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, dude, I took them to Panera, to Panera Bread. I took them on a date. Two brothers, my two older brothers. They call us the three Mamadou's because both of our first names start with Mamadou. I am now, now I know that I am, you know, the uh, visionary type. One of my older brothers, the oldest, he's a full integrator. And the other one is an actual in finance. So he's like a big bookkeeper type. So mm-hmm. I have everything in house uh, with the three Mamadou's. Anyway, so I take, I do, I take them uh, um, to the Panera Bread. I remember this was in Baltimore, Owings Mills. And we sat down there and I explained to them what I'm doing. And I explained this thing about wholesale. I was like, hey, have you ever seen this, like those vendor signs where it says we buy houses, da, 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 da. They were like, yes. I said, okay, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing, <laughs> right? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, I, and I remember the youngest of the two, bro, he gave me this look of, okay, what next is this guy going to do? Be an astronaut? Like, dude, go find a freaking job at a restaurant or something legit like he even uh gave me a lot of recommendations of he has a lot of like indian friends and so on that own restaurants he gave me like contacts and he connected me with those i actually tried one of them two days i lasted two days in baltimore bro he almost killed my dream for two days (laughs) and um and i remember the look bro don't like my older brother though he's the one like if you have a dream big dream go to him he he will never shoot it to him it's just like great listen just prove prove it to me Mm-hmm. prove the concept right and so I, I went out and i and i and i i was like you know what guys this is what i'm gonna do just let me do it da, 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 da. Uh, it took me eight months though to, bro like to, to get my first actual deal i did get a lot of contracts along the way but basically my first deal came from me saying you know what i'm gonna prove now my motivation became to prove them the concept because they just feel like i'm just sitting around doing nothing mm-hmm. right and i don't want to go work and do anything else but i'm like no this this right here i'm going so i was obsessed with that first check i didn't even care if it's one dollar i want to have it like print it i don't want no wire print it out yep. i'm gonna come and give it to them and so um that's how i started in terms of starting that's how i started so it's driving lift drop people off and one thing one decision that i made and the reason i made that decision is because i've noticed with my real estate journey you go through transformation. I get into it and I thought it's real estate, bro. It has nothing to do with real estate. When I started reading the books, when I started listening to podcasts and all, I realized it's a complete mind shift. Like you actually change as a person. It has nothing to do with real estate. You got to change as a person. You got to grow. You got to change your circle. So I changed all my social media. I got rid of all my old friends from that I used to talk to all the time in Belgium. I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm only going to follow people that are in real estate. And so I started going from groups to group and following. Then I did my, you know, now I started making it going to meetups and all that fun stuff. And so by me listening to podcasts and all those things, they keep talking about how you always want to tell everybody like who you are, like your identity. I decided if you get in my lift, there is no way you live in my lift without knowing I'm in real estate. There is no way I'm going to find every single excuse to tell you I'm in real estate. <laughs> yeah, I love this. You know, and so that's what I used to do is like I used to show them on the phones when, when we arrive at your destination, I will pull up, I will pull, I will always find an excuse like, the first, you know, we in sales, yep. we understand sales. So when you get in my car, I'm more interested in you first. Along the way, I'm asking you, your family, your job. And my goal is if you leave my car and you don't ask me my name twice to repeat it twice, then I know I haven't done a great job. Every time I get it twice, I'm like, yes, 
I <laughs> like said something that made them want to remember me. And so when they will get in my car, I'll have the conversation. Blah, blah, blah. Then when we get to our destination, especially those people that you drop off after work, they have time, they're tired, they want to chat. And so I will show them, hey, this is what I'm doing. I will just show them like properties that I locked up, didn't close, but I just showed them. I didn't care. I just showed them the pictures. I used to walk through, um, uh, doing walkthroughs and stuff. And so I would be like, hey, we also pay referrals if you know anybody who's looking to sell. And one of those from BWI Airport, I used to love going to BWI Airport, bro. Why? Because when you go to the airport, when you're doing Lyft or Uber, is a long line, right? So you got to go line up uh, your car and wait for your turn to get a customer. They will literally call you. So sometimes it can take an hour. I used to cold call from my car. So I used to have my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Like the yellow book, that was my CRM. Yellow book. And then the, the, the computer there, right? So I used to cold call from my car on my driving for dollar leads. And I didn't have no money, honestly, to pay for all these apps, bro. My ninja trick was going from seven-day trial to seven-day trial. So I would get one, bang out the seven-day trial, download that spreadsheet. On the sixth day, seven day, I quit. I'm not paying no 49 bucks. <laughs> Can I afford that right now, right? And um, so one time I pick up this guy, bro, from BWI Airport. This is like eight months later. And I drop him off 15 minutes away. And I ask him the question that I ask everybody. Hey, we pay for referrals. Do you know anybody in the area looking to sell? And he says, there's a property right here on the corner. Been vacant for probably two years. I don't know who owned it, but just go straight. Take a right. On your left, you can see the property did just that and it just so happened now that i know it was a pre-foreclosure basically it was really tough to find that uh <laughs> that seller but that was my first actual deal that was a deal like Let's the numbers go. the numbers worked um that was my first it didn't close for a year later but that was my first actual let's say contract that closed let mm-hmm. me put it that way so that was my that was my first one we ended up making i had a obviously i didn't know nothing i was doing i was a beginner so i usually reach out on facebook for people to help me out we ended up making after we closed sixty eight thousand on that bro 68 yeah, k spread on your first deal on the first closed <laughs> deal bro yeah. come on now come on bro. now look i know you're enjoying the episode but you all asked for it and it's finally here We finally created a space for us to come together every day and have these kinds of conversations. Not just be a fly on the wall and listen, but actually be in the room talking to one another, throwing ideas back and forth about mindset, business, entrepreneurship, growth, the books we're reading, the conferences we're going to, the conferences we're hosting, everything under the sun that has to do with entrepreneurship. You name it, we're talking about it. That's right, morningmindsetcoffee.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, we're getting together with entrepreneurs from all over the world so that we can grow together. You heard it a million times over. Your network is your net worth. So for $1, you can get into a room that will change your life. What are you waiting for? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Now back to the episode. And that, dude, and that's just from telling people what you do and who you are, right? From the freaking, freaking list. Mama, do you know what's crazy? Because there are still people that tell me like, yeah, but I don't want people to know that I, I don't want people to know I do real estate. I don't want to tell people on Facebook that I do real estate. Uh, you know, like my friends are going to think like I'm weird. My, like, dude, people tell me all the time that they don't want people knowing what they do. I'm like, you're, you're absolutely insane. And to hear that you are literally letting the strangers in your lift yeah. know what you do. And that just habit of letting them know who you are and what you do 
brought in a $68,000 spread. Like how many people need to do one $68,000 deal? Even if you got to split it two ways, hell, even if you got to split it three ways, how many people would that change their life? Would that change their situation? Completely, bro. Completely. It's, it's, it's a complete misopportunity. And that's where like, you got to check your circle because as an entrepreneur, you are more like on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody on a mission, bro, like, like the prophets, bro, like what is the first thing they do? They go out and preach on, in public places. They don't mind looking stupid, mm-hmm. but if they don't do that, nobody will, nobody will know who they are. Nobody will follow them. So it's the same thing with us. You're on a mission. If you truly want you to understand because entrepreneurship, that's what I started understanding by reading the books. Like, you know what? Actually, I get to brainwash myself. Everything I've been taught, most of things I've been taught from my culture is like wrong. Yep. I don't care. Like it's wrong. And then all the friends I've been hanging out with to hell. I wish I could go back to 18, but I can't, but perfect. Hell. I, I like I so you start brainwashing yourself and putting in your information and you start understanding, you know what? If you really if you're on a mission, like this real estate thing is not real estate, it's problem solving. Do you truly care about people? That's what is it about at the end of the day right? That's what I love about it. It has nothing to do with real estate. Every time I got a property is because I truly helped somebody, right? That's what I love about it. So I thought, I started understanding that. I'm like, actually, you just need to know how to solve problems. Yep. And if you solve problems, there is no way you're going broke. And it's funny because then I started, I was like, oh my God, my dad told me this once. Huh? Yeah. He's, he's like, if you learn to solve problems, you will never go hungry. He told you know- me this once. You know, it's funny you say that because it's true. And it's it's something I was actually saying this last week when I was talking to somebody where I was saying essentially like, yo, you know, every deal I've done, it's just been like a problem. Like it's literally yeah. been like, you're just taking on people's headaches. You're taking on people's trash. But because yeah. you're able to come in with a solution, you could solve the problem. That's yeah. why you earn money. They're not selling you the house. It's the problem. It's like you get in, you build credibility by showing them that you truly care. It's always who care the most. I get it's not it's not it's not really your sales skills. It's you just care the most. You just even if let me not say even if you're faking it, you shouldn't fake it. Because for me, naturally, like naturally, truly, naturally, as a person, I do really care. Now you have people that can fake it through sales, but ultimately, if you get it, is because you were the one that provided the accurate solution, build more credibility, and cared based on what you said you seem to care the most and you get the contract and you and I both know it's sometimes just the right timing, da, da, da. but basically um, the whole journey is like, man, I'm changing as a person. That's what's happening. Here. This has nothing to do with real estate. It's like my mind will never be the same again. Right. And so. Bro, you, you know, you're spot on for saying that. And this is actually something that uh, I was saying the other morning to like our group in the morning mindset calls, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like at some point you realize anything any endeavor you're on it really is a game of personal development right this whole thing the whole journey right real estate entrepreneurship it's really a journey of personal development because as you begin to develop as a person as you begin to develop your mind as you begin to realize that everything that's coming at you is a test on how are you going to show up are you going to continue to do the right thing are you going to continue to put forth the effort are you going to be there consistently day after day right and as you level up so does everything else around you yeah yeah so bro like for me when i got that proof of concept man like my brothers at some point they started a little bit believing it because i will show them the contracts yeah like hold on you like people are signing their properties to, to, to you right <laughs> you know how your family is 
But bro, I like I start I got frustrated all throughout these eight months. I'm not gonna lie to you because in my community, to be honest with you, like you're looked down upon when you're doing certain jobs. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. And so there was a lot of people making fun of me. I, I promise you, like a lot of people making photoshops, making fun. Oh, this clown is talking about his real estate. Look at him just driving lifts. He left his government. I had so many uh nights where just emergency pullovers where i literally cried i'm like i want to prove this freaking concept right so uh, i would every appointment i'm going to appointments i should never be in so um at some point they started believing me but when i really that first check is funny because my first check is not my actual actual first contract my first check is a sub two deal is nineteen thousand dollars that was my first check that i received like physically um and my brother was in awe he was like hold on i've seen these signs we buy houses my whole damn life here and i always thought this is people that have so much money sitting in their backyard or in their basement that there's no way so my brother is funny they were thinking about getting into real estate but they always thought you know what let me save 50k and then get into fix and flips so they were working on that when i came i was like because for me the thing that I'm lucky on is out of all my like siblings and all, I'm the only dropout. I didn't graduate school. So I'm not afraid of risk. Like I jump head first, then I start thinking. If I want to <laughs> do something, I want to do it now. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but like I'm I'm very like I want to do it now. Like if if it's wrong, it's okay. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll find out that it's wrong, but I want to test it out. Like I don't just want to discount it just because, right? So um, now, like when I prove the concept, now they're getting into the game with me. Um, Bro, I love that, right? And I love the fact that, you know, you, you're making <laughs> action, right? You're proving the concept. And also the fact, eight months, man, yeah. like eight months of going at this, eight months of like, you know, understanding like your family, like you already understand the culture you come from. You understand like on the inside, they're probably just like, wow, he is just wow he's like like that's a tough thing to do right Mm. that's a tough thing to be dealing with and i'm sure at some point you even start questioning yourself like man is this gonna work should i be doing this should i be wasting my time yeah like almost almost quit almost quit i was like why aren't they even supporting me and giving me like marketing money mm -hmm. and at some point i dude i checked myself in the car and i was like you know what actually nobody owe you shit uh excuse my language in your in your bro uh, nah that is perfectly i was like you know what we're talking about real they shouldn't believe you like why would they believe you nobody asked you to quit your job you made that decision nobody told you to get into real estate you made that decision right nobody told you to start doing lift and trying to do real estate so go ahead and prove the concept nobody should believe you until you prove the concept like it's nobody's problem figure it out that like that's how i like shut down my my uh you know, because, you know, you always trying to find somebody to blame and okay. I wanted to blame the marketing that I, because bro, I couldn't freaking afford it. Like I have, I have a daughter that just got born, um, you know, and, and also I wasn't trying to get, take my money and spend it on no marketing. Right. So I was like, why, why are my brothers like taking like 1k, 2k, give it to me, just me by myself in the car. And I was like, yeah, just shut up, dude. Like go ahead, prove the concept. Then somebody would believe in you. They shouldn't believe in you. Why would it like, you've been changing jobs every two years. You, you created that name for yourself as a jack of all trade uh, in your family. So you deserve that name. So go Bro, prove it first. <laughs> let's go. Because like right there, you, yo, dude, you're tapping on something so deep, right? Like you're striking a chord with a lot of people right now because you're taking extreme ownership, right? And like 
in order to get into this realm, into this game of entrepreneurship, like people have to understand you've got to take extreme ownership that in the beginning, you're going to jump off this cliff and you're going to see the point where your parachute should have opened and it still hasn't opened. And the ground is going to be coming up real quick. Yeah. Right. And like, if you start panicking, if you stop focusing on what you need to be doing, like, which is like, Hey, you just need to focus on getting that parachute up. Right. And that's what you need to focus on. Don't focus on hitting the ground. Don't focus on what's going on next to you. Don't focus on the guy flying with the airplane or the other guy with the jetpack. Right. right? Just focus on opening your own parachute. And you, right. like you said, you checked yourself in the car. And that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of strength. That takes right. a lot of inner strength. That takes a lot of fortitude to be able to say, you know what? I put myself here. I put myself in this situation. So I'm going to finish it. I'm going to see my way all the way through and to even acknowledge yeah. The yeah. fact I like what you did, like you acknowledged the fact that, like, look, they see me as this, but you know what? That's even that is my fault. I've allowed them to see me as this character that they see me as, as someone that just tries and doesn't finishes and jumps off to the next thing before it's completed. Right. That's big, bro. Yeah, so, yeah man. No, like seriously, and I mean, there's so many things like I want to highlight <laughs> with you, bro, because like you. You really are like an amazing human being by, by being able to do this and being able to come back so much so that after you got those first few deals, right? Like you got that first deal, you got the second deal, went like you didn't quit lift right away. Like you kept hustling. Yeah, I kept hustling until my third, my third deal. Like when I started having momentum mm-hmm. after and that's after I joined Sub2 because when I joined Sub2, I was in my lift car, paid with my last pennies. Then I made a prayer. Please, I hope this is not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I actually booked a call with TTP, Brent Daniels' team, and then I booked a call with Pace. The funny thing is, when I discovered Pace, Pace was in uh, Steve Chang's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he had this interview and he was talking about this thing, creative career. I was like, oh my God, this is the solution to all these sellers I've been talking to, and nobody on Facebook could help me. Mm-hmm. Or they would tell me to stay away from it. Right? Like, this is the damn solution. So I started following him, and then he had this like 16 hour Facebook live. Yep. That's where that's where it clicked for me. He literally gave me a script that day. A small he was explaining to somebody on the live, but he wrote a script for people. Uh no, he actually said it. And I wrote it. And I wrote it and I dropped off the live. I went and I called, <laughs> dude, I called this lady I was dealing with. I locked her up at 78k. I locked her up too high. And I was like, this is the solution. So I called her and I pitched what he just gave me. Like it was fresh in my head. So I pitched it and I was like, Hey, I got the new solution for you. Da, 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 da. This is what it looks like. Take over the mortgage. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, okay, but, and then she started asking all the questions. How does it work? How am I protected? I was like, I have no clue. <laughs> but I'll figure it out tomorrow. That's when I call uh, Pace's team and I sign up on the spot. And the next day I actually broke the record. I think in sub two, I don't think anybody had their first like sub two deal in two days because I got in the next day. Locked up the contract, made nineteen thousand on that, like that same, you know. Bro. <laughs> that that paid that honestly. paid my mentorship. <laughs> Bro, I didn't. Even, I honestly didn't even know that story, man. I actually thought I think Jimmy IU had like the record. He might have been in sub two before you, so I think he was like the first sub two student to walk away with a creative deal. Probably. But you getting in there and getting that deal day two of yeah. being in the mentorship, I think that wins, bro. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just, that's yeah. insane I, yo bro first yeah. off yo y'all need to be paying attention to this because you need to be taking action because the fact that i remember that 16 hour live 
Yeah. Right. And you're actually someone that was on there watching it, got what you needed yeah. and then mm-hmm. jumped off and went back to work. Like you started yeah. actually facilitating, right? You started helping, you started solving a problem. And then I love when she says, like, she starts coming back with like, so how, how, uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow yeah, yeah. with some more answers. It, yes, yes. Like you I'm literally, like, yeah. bro, you dropped a couple thousand dollars to solve this woman's problem. Yeah, so you could get into the mentorship like that's insane. Yeah, when I when I paid it, I think I, I had only left like probably seventy five bucks or hundred and seventy five bucks. <laughs> I bro. freaking prayed, bro. <laughs> I prayed, I prayed in that car so hard, bro. Oh my god. Yo, let's go. You know, and it's it's a testament to your point earlier of like being able to take that leap, right? To be able to jump in head first. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. a lot of times, like we we really want to think everything through. Look, if yeah. someone can show you the finish line and someone can show you that there's a path from where you're standing, you don't need to understand everything understand. in the middle before you start right. making those steps. Right. Just start going. Yeah, I, I didn't tell it to my brother, bro. I, I kept it for a while. <laughs> I kept it for a while until I closed and got that check. And then I started now hammering, like talking to them all the time about pace. I will learn something and go and want to teach it. But I didn't tell it to them because they would have told me like, hold on. So you've been doing this for almost eight months. Haven't done a deal and you just spent what? What are you crazy? So you went from scam to scam? Like, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't tell them. I was like, if it's a scam, I'm the only person who should know. So when I got in sub two, like, bro, that's where momentum started coming because you know. Bro, bro, you were taking action, man. Like you because you got inside, and that's an interesting thing. Like, once you got inside sub two, like from day one, man, once you got in, you've been a pretty active member. Yeah, you were on the zooms, you were answering the calls, you were participating in the daily dials, you were like you were going all in. And yeah. that's something that really like stood out to me. And like that's why you stood out as a person inside of sub two, you know, as coming in, learning these techniques. Actually, I remember you even told me the same way you learned English was the same way you would come back and like you would learn something inside of sub two, learn a different method, learn how to pitch terms a certain way. And you would practice it. You would take that one, like, Hey, learn a third party story, practice it over and over and over and over until it was refined until you could do it automatically. And I remember, man, I remember watching you You used to be in your car pulled over on the side of the road all the time, (laughs) taking your seller calls, right? Like people, would have to be at home sitting down behind their computer for an hour prepping with their notebook before they make one damn call. No time. No time for that. No time for that, bro. And like, you know, like it's a testament to like the character that you built, right? The hustle that you have. So now from there, from like eight months, no deal to finally getting some deals, finally getting some momentum flowing under your belt. How has business evolved for you? Um, so is it evolves really great because from the from the beginning for me personally, especially I took bro, I took a one-way ticket, no returns. I I for me from day one, I decided, you know what, after like my first deal, I got over the wholesaling. You know how you have uh how'd you call it? Like let's say for example, you've never had a Ferrari, like you want to have it, like you want to have it, but once you have it, like Okay, I'm over this, right? Yep. That's how it was with wholesaling with me. Like I wholesaled my first deal and I was listening, I forgot what podcast, but it was this guy named Brandon. Um black dude, I think he's in the Houston market if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about um um how and I keep listening over and over, but even him, Max Maxwell, Nasser, um, all these guys I would listen to, the number one regret is that they never kept 
any buy and holds and he was explaining why and then he was explaining for him when he first wanted to get into real estate he decided no he's not going to be a wholesaler because he never want to be in a position where he have to chase that next wholesale check and i've seen that throughout time throughout the year like the two years been networking a lot a lot of people that i made along the way today they're still struggling because they focus on just wholesaling and so the deals go up and go down and they're always chasing that next thing and for me i didn't want to end up I didn't want another nine to five, basically. So I decided, you know what? I'm actually a buy and hold investor. I decided that in my car, like after listening to the outside, this is what I am. I want cash flow. And so I started trying to, you know, find out, you know what? How can I keep these properties? After I wholesale three, three deals. So I was like, I want to keep. And then that same week, I had a sub two. And I was like, this deal right here, I'm keeping it. There is no way I'm wholesaling it. I didn't even know what private money is. I didn't know how I'm going to do it. So my first actual, not buy and hold, but my first cash flow property is a wrap. It's like, I got it, have a homestead buyer cover my entry fee, basically like my payment, my down payment to the seller, my um, my closing costs and all that. And then I just finance it to them for higher than what I got it for. and. I, like even that like i had to learn how to do that while i had the deal like bro that deal went through like i don't know 10 probably different closing schedules because everything like everything that I could do wrong on a deal i did wrong on that deal. <laughs> i know that like, i was like i'm gonna keep this like you know how many people call me they wanted to buy i'm like i'm like no i'm not hosting this one right here i'm keeping it i am gonna find a way and from since then for me it's been i've been focused on buying homes Bro. I've been focused on buying holds. I I try to find every excuse to keep a property, if possible, and not wholesale it. And I've been flipping. I doing. I've been doing a lot of creative flips, subtitles, innovations. I do that a lot. Obviously, I'm in the DMV market. I'm local in the DMV market, so I do flips like in PG County, uh, DC, um, and all that fun stuff. So for me, it's buy and hold. And fix and flips, but now, like right now, I'm really focused on Airbnbs because I just started that model back in November, December. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm addicted now. So, bro, let's go, man. I mean, it's funny that you talk about like that transition to recognizing like wholesale is such a transactional hamster wheel, and then being able to actually hold the properties, being able to actually accumulate wealth, and how for you, right? And this, I think, it goes for everybody. It's a mindset shift. It's another mental shift that until that mental shift occurs you're going to keep chasing, right? So you made the mental shift. You started buying, by the way, where are you still buying? Like, can people like, if they want to, are you, can you buy deals from wholesalers? Are you doing that? Or like, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So, um, mostly right now I want to buy a lot of, um, Airbnb. So I'm buying in uh, Atlanta. I'm buying in uh, certain areas in North Carolina. I'm buying in uh, Florida, obviously, um, you know, Texas, those type of areas, um, uh, because in, in the DMV, like in Maryland, oh, in Virginia too. In Maryland, it's really tough to uh, do Airbnb, bro. It's like a lot of shitty rules and regulations, so I'm shifting away from there. But yeah, absolutely, if the deal makes sense, mostly creative, guys. I'm addicted to creative finance. Sub two deals, subject to or seller finance. But cash deals, if it makes sense, why not? The difference between me and other buyers is I can help you close your sellers too. <laughs> so That's a big, big value add because there are people out there that are like working on the lead like the seller wants way too much. They can feel the seller has pain, but they're just like, yo, cash can't cut it. And they have no idea what to do. Like, right. I'm telling you what to do. Pick up the phone and call Mamadou. Reach out. Mamadou, how can, first off, how can people reach out to you? Like if someone's like watching this 
numbers right now. And they're like, yo, dude, I got a deal that I need help with. It's in your market. Like, please help me. Like, I want to get paid off of this. I want to figure out how to solve this person's problem. How can they reach out? Well, I'm very responsive in my DMs. So number one way is Instagram. So my Instagram is real estate Diallo. So real estate Diallo, like my last name, D-I-A-L-L-O. D as in David, I-A-L-L-O. Yo, reach out to him, like go and plug in with him on IG. Like you see, like I have Mamadou on my IG every now and then, like he'll come on live with me, like plug in with him, especially if you have a deal, you know, so you're buying a lot of creative. Now you're open to anything, seller finance, anything subject to anything that has a weird problem. You could probably take care of it. Or if you don't know how to solve it, you will figure out how to solve it along the way. I love that, man. So let me ask you this, right? Because I want to be respectful of your time. Um, you know, books have been like total, like they've been super helpful for me. Like on my journey, like books have helped change my mind, like listening to you, how you actually would take yourself, you would take your mind and just like completely dunk it into a new tank. Right. When you're like, Hey, I'm going to go into real estate now. (laughs) I only want to see real estate, my social media feed, podcasts, interviews, like books, every, like everything's going to be real estate related Mm -hmm. for yourself. Right as you've been on this journey and as you've been changing your mind and like shifting and becoming an evolving version of yourself, have there been books that have helped you along the way? Like, and it can be across the genre. It doesn't have to be real estate related. It could just be any books, period. Like, can you name one, no more than two books Mm -hmm. that were total paradigm shift for you that really allowed you to excel on this journey? Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly two classics. Actually, one of them is my first ever financial book I've ever read. Like, honestly, it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Such a good book. Somebody sent it to me, bro. Like, somebody sent it to me. I was in my lift again. And this is, and here's why. Because I started telling the whole universe I'm in real estate. And so that person, to be honest with you, I have never met them. We just met through social media. But they were like, hey, you're always talking about this real estate. Here is the audio book. So they send it to me through WhatsApp. And it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I listened to it. I'm like, I'm buying this book right now. And I bought the book. That was my first financial book ever. That that's the book that got me started in books. So that book forever, like that's my favorite forever. It's completely like my mindset. I was like, oh my god, okay. Like my culture, forget it. My like, forget it. I like my friends, forget it. And then after that is Think and Grow Rich. So right after I read that book, I discovered Think and Grow Rich. So Think and Grow Rich was huge. I think I read it like three, three, four times. Mm-hmm. um th- those two like number one in my in my, in my library bro i i love that i gotta ask you a question now this is like a personal question like because i just curiously like i want to know because like first off those two books are like two of my favorite books i actually like i re i revisit those books you know at least once a year at minimum at the very least typically like a few times maybe like once a quarter um what are you doing for yourself like from a, a mindset standpoint to like keep yourself sharp? Like, do you have like a routine? Do you have rituals? Do you like do certain things? So it's like both of those books, you know, introduce different ways of, right. you know, achieving goals. Like as you go out to set a new goal, like do you have a ritual that you follow or like a step-by-step process that you found works for Mamadou? Honestly, I found, um, I, I didn't do this before a lot. I learned it recently, but like meditating like 15 minutes, um in the morning so i have this app is from sad guru um most people should know him um i do use those 
Um, and then for me, I'm a Muslim, so I pray five times a day, right? So my morning prayer is important because um, it like keeps me in check for certain things throughout the day. Um, and I, I recently, and that's funny, that's what I'm telling you about the transformation when you get into this real estate space. I actually started embracing my faith more since I became an entrepreneur. The spiritual side of things, I started embracing it more. So I would say my, my morning routine is like, I talk to myself a lot in front of the mirror like positive talk. Like I would tell myself, mama, do you a badass? I love it. I would, while as I'm brushing my teeth and all that fun stuff, but you know, a few tips that I got from Think and Grow Rich, like I have it written down and memorized. So I'll practice those. So it's a lot of positive talk to me daily. I do that. Sometimes I sound like crazy. Like my nieces would make fun of me. And then um, I have my prayer. Like um, I do, we Muslims, we have five, you know, five prayers throughout the day. The first one in the morning, that one is really important. So usually when I pray, then I do the Satguru uh, 15-minute silent meditation. Bro, I, I love that. I was just curious, like, for myself, man, especially like hearing that you do, like, <laughs> self-talk, man. Like, I straight I'm up, like, like, I literally speak to myself out loud. Like, I'm big I, on that. I'm yeah, big on that. My best way to communicate with myself, like, people ask me, like, how I do certain things. Like, I talk to myself. Like, I, the same way you and I are having a conversation, like, I will verbally out loud talk to myself. Yeah. And I'm a-okay with that. Because yeah. so, I, I grew I grew up like having a lot, like lack of confidence was huge for me. Like I grew up as, you know, th- that, you know, teenager that is always walking face down. Mm-hmm. I was that guy, like very skinny, always uncomfortable in skin. And, and so I had to build this confidence that I, to be honest with you, that I have now. So self-talk recently, that like, when I discovered that, I was like, this is it. Like every time I feel like a little, I'm like, no, bro. You know, you 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 a badass. Like, period. Nobody can tell you nothing. So. Let's go. I love that. Yo, so if y'all are listening, like plug into that. Like utilize that as like a skill for yourself. Like, I got people on IG live listening right now, and I'm like, they're loving it. Like, I want them to understand, like, use that self-talk. Like, we're giving you permission, like, because sometimes we feel like we need permission. Like, I know sometimes for me, like, <laughs> I need permission sometimes. Like, I'm just like when someone tells me, like, I'm like, oh, I can be a badass. I can be a little bit weird. I can be a little bit strange. I can be myself. Thank right. you. Like, cause right. sometimes we catch ourselves pretending. Right. right. So right. being able to do that and live into yourself. So I got this final question for you, Mama Do. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite questions. And it goes a little something like this. Like, let's imagine tomorrow you wake up and as you wake up, you are a blank slate. So you don't remember your childhood. You don't remember the refugee camp. You don't remember teaching yourself English. You don't remember all the different jobs and all the different entrepreneurial journeys you've taken. You don't remember coming to this country, finding out about wholesaling, the ups, downs. It's all gone. You are like cleared, right? Mm -hmm. And as you wake up, you're not scared. You're not freaking out. It's not a Saw movie. You know you're safe, right? You open your eyes to consciousness and a thought begins to come to you, right? Like this thought comes and when it comes to you, you accept it as truth. You don't question it. You don't fight it. You don't resist it. There's not even an ounce of doubt. Like you just fully accept. What would you ideally like for this thought to be? That's a deep question. Wow. That is a deep question. Um, honestly, if I had to pick just one, I would like that idea to be, um, you know, that I am not random. Like me being there, I am not random. It's, 
um um god's creation and he created me for a specific purpose and i'm unique that's probably the thought that i would want to pop in my head right out the gate that's big bro that is wow no one's giving me an answer like that yet man yeah that's 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 the one i would want that's really cool i like that dang just just think about it like uh think about birth right how many is it chromosomes they call it Mm -hmm. right that you had to raise and uh and you are the one who actually made it so that like the con because for me like in life uh because i was lacking a lot of like confidence i'm starting to know now like doesn't matter what skills you learn if you don't build that confidence and that confidence you build it through whatever works for people for me is the self-talk the meditations the surroundings like having friends like you bro like built me a lot when i joined sub to all my friends from sub to so all the conversations that i'm having daily um and so the confidence of knowing you know what i am freaking unique right and i do actually have a purpose and it will be a selfish for me to not try to find out and step into that purpose because it is a purpose that will change other people's lives. And so if I truly want to serve God, I have to serve God as creatures. And I do that through, you know, um, going out is you can do it in a lot of different ways. You can go out, create jobs, right. You can, uh, become wealthy, create jobs. You can, uh, start teaching, right. My, my dad always taught me, taught me, and he actually come from, uh, the Islamic teaching is like the best man, is what the one who learns and teaches that's the prophet muhammad the prophet of islam says that he says the best human being is the one who learns and teaches right and so in order to like you gotta have confidence right and you gotta be god conscious what is god conscious is knowing okay you know what he made me unique he probably didn't make me randomly just for me to be here and eat sleep and have kids and die what is like what is my footprint that i'm gonna leave um here so that thought would plant that seed knowing okay you know what i do have a roadmap to follow i just need to make sure i always remind myself of that thought and it will keep me on track mama do bro (laughs) yo on the real dude like honestly i've had some really cool answers for that question yours right now is absolutely my favorite answer like i can say (laughs) that with confidence I can genuinely say that with confidence that you just gave me like my favorite answer right there. That's, that's real, bro. That's real. <laughs> Dang. So mama dude, for all the people now that are listening to this and they're like, yo, this dude is the truth. Like I want to connect with him. I want to plug in with him. Right. Even mm-hmm. if it's outside of real estate and doing right. deals, where is the best place for people to go to connect with you is it still instagram like where should they go to find you uh, still instagram i have my youtube channel but obviously as you know youtube is um i do want more subscribers so please go on my youtube channel i'm dropping content but bro instagram all day long the reason i say instagram number one i'm responsive number two now i'm very selective the people that i give my number i used to just give it out mm-hmm. and i started getting drained by people just calling you for hypo- hypothetical scenarios okay. or personal issues or like I'm so over it. I'm 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 at the point where I literally want to change my number, but now I'm just learning to ignore <laughs> the calls and stuff. Yep. So my IG is through there that I vet people. If you get in my DMs, depending how the, that first text you sent me, are you coming with value or are you coming just to take take take? And I can tell with few texts, 
And if you're somebody coming with value, I can learn something from you. You can learn something from me or whatever. Then I give you my number. But if not, we'll just stay in that Instagram space. Yo, that's important. Everyone realized that like, please, when you reach out to somebody, right? Like bring value. Think about how you can serve them, right? Don't just reach out and take, take, take because it will be a one-way street and it will be a one-time text like going from you. Like it won't get responded to. Make that. Yo, I love that. So people should reach out, connect with you on IG. And yo, if y'all are watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, go down to the description. I'm going to have all of Mamadou's links. I'm going to have his Instagram. I'm going to have his YouTube page. That way you can just click one button and plug in with him. And I highly recommend you plug in with him. His content is valuable. He's actually sharing the behind the scenes of his business. He's sharing as he's training his team. He's sharing as he's doing new deals, you're actually seeing the journey in real time. So your page is one of my favorite pages to follow. So I definitely recommend people plug in and connect with you. Thank you, bro. That's my YouTube channel. I just dropped it for you, Marlon, in the chat. You can add in the description. Um, just create it. Bro, I got to see a YouTube channel, bro. You create one yet? Bro, I, I have a YouTube channel, man. See, like, this is showing, this is showing me I'm doing a bad job at marketing. Yeah, because I didn't know I gotta, that I did it. I got to let the whole world know that I got a YouTube channel. So, y'all, if you haven't seen it, by the way, all these episodes, whenever we record them, they're all posted on YouTube. So, it's not just a Spotify. It's not just iTunes. It's not just an IG Live. You go on YouTube. Go to the link tree. I'll put it there for people as well. Let's go. No, I but Mama, you, I want to say, bro, I appreciate you for coming on the Thank show. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm honored, like, man. This episode has been a long time in the making. <clears throat> you are somebody that truly brings value. You're somebody that's consistently growing. I'm excited to see where you're at in a year from now. And I'm excited for the fact that you're getting married, bro. Go. Let's go. I already know. I know Pace just announced that on the uh, Sunday service. They put in a ring on it, man. Pace, man. <laughs> <laughs> but brother, I appreciate you immensely. You know, I'm looking forward to having you back on the show. We're going to definitely Absolutely, do bro. Absolutely. And I wish you nothing but blessings. Thank you. Thank you. So do you, brother. Thank you so much for the invite. I was honored, honored, bro. My pleasure talking to you all the time, bro. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below, let people know what that thing was, let us know what it was, we do read all of the comments, and absolutely share this with a friend, that is how we help each other, okay, the best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow, send that out to your friends, help them grow, Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe, make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.